Welcome to Radiant Church Podcast. We want Jesus to be the message in everything we do. We are those who look to him. Now, here's David Perkins. Jesus, we love you. And we love, God, the opportunity to walk with God in 2017. We love the opportunity and the privilege to follow you. Following you is so worth it. You're better than anything the world has to offer. You, Lord Jesus, have transformed us and changed us. You've saved us. And God, we get the, the, the thrill of a lifetime to know you and to be your people on planet Earth. And we ask that you would do a supernatural work in us. Help us to forgive like Jesus. We confess we are so tempted to live offended and hurt. And we ask that you would help us, Lord God. We, on our own strength, will fall short. But through you, we can do all things. We love you and we honor you. And all of Radiant said, amen. That was weak. All of Radiant said, amen. Yes. My dad loves to tell the story about uh, my sister, Deborah, who when she was two, uh, was walking by the stereo with the record player, which most people don't know what that is. I'm not even sure I do, but this big wooden thing that uh, would spin a record. And the story is that when Deborah was two, she walked by it, stubbed her toe as a two-year-old on the stereo and backed up in rage at the stereo, made a bad face at the stereo, got mad at the stereo. And then the two-year-old turned and she turned and she just kicked the stereo as hard as she could only to have more pain on the same foot. I think of forgiveness in that same way, where oftentimes we possess anger and hurt towards somebody, and the stereo felt no pain, but Deborah felt double the pain. Forgiveness when, when is a lot of times with offense, it's kind of like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. The reality is, is that when we refuse to forgive, when we choose to live offended, the person that it hurts is you. Right, And so this morning, I want us to dig in a little bit on what Jesus talked about when he talked about forgiving. I want us to look at what Paul talked about when he talked about forgiving. And my prayer is, is that each one of us would grow in a revelation of how to live unoffended, how to be people that forgive like Jesus. And all of us probably could name someone, some place, some time where we've been offended. And the truth is, is that every single person has been offended and hurt. And so the truth is, is as you move forward, even in your walk of faith, I've got some good news and some bad news. The good news is, is that through the power of Jesus, you can live unoffendable. The bad news is, is that it's probably inevitable that people are going to continue to wrong you. And everything hinges not upon the circumstance that takes place, but on your response. And so my prayer is that as we as a people start to form as a church and we're up here and we're doing a song and dance and we're like, we got over 200 people in small groups and you're like, yeah, a new community's forming and I got some new friends and it feels good right now because right now it's pour over coffee and some new people. <laughs> it's kind of fun. But let me tell you, someone's gonna hurt you soon. It's coming. I just know. I'm just old enough to know it's gonna happen, and you're gonna be like, I thought the coffee would be better, I thought the people would be nicer, I thought the music would be stronger, I thought the preacher would be taller, I thought something, somebody, somewhere, something's gonna hurt. And so you gotta be ready because, trust me, it's coming. And it's not that just me just saying that, that's just 
human history. That's just the way that Jesus talks. Offense is going to come. And how are you going to respond when you're offended? It's coming. And I want you to just look at your story and just ask you this. Have you, just put your name in there. Have you ever felt betrayed? I mean, has somebody that you thought that was going to stand for you ever go the other way? Have you ever felt falsely accused? Like somebody accused you and they said something about you. It just wasn't right. I mean, I, I've got that in my own journey. I've got people saying I believe things at times, and I'm like, I, don't, I didn't say I believe that. Don't, what, what, hey, oh, don't put that on Twitter. Maybe you felt it. Maybe you felt rejected, abused, humiliated, maybe mocked. That's just not a random list. Just before Jesus went to the cross, this is what he experienced. Because you know the most beautiful statement of forgiveness that's ever been made was Jesus on the cross. But just as he goes to the cross, he experiences the kind of betrayal. Judas, come on, man. You're my boy. Really? You're going to betray me? Stand and be falsely accused. Are you the king of the Jews? Rejected. Peter! Come on, man. You said you were with me to the end. You're going to deny me to servant girls? Betrayed. Falsely accused. Rejected. Physically beaten. Everybody that's watched The Passion of the Christ or a movie or heard a sermon enough to know how Jesus was physically beaten. Humiliated. Most scholars think that Jesus was potentially crucified naked it was this it was the most humiliating act to be crucified mocked if you are who you say you are spat upon and right there Jesus looks out at the very people who far beyond maybe what any one of us could imagine have betrayed rejected abused spat upon beaten whipped mocked and he looks at those very people and he personifies for all of his followers to come what it looks like to forgive. And he looks at them and you know the epic statement when he says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And in that moment, he is not saying, yeah, but you, Peter, I'll get you back. Come on, you guys that put the nails in my hands. It just ends. The pain stops here and he receives it. It doesn't ping pong back, it just stops. A lot of times when we offend each other, it's just a game that goes back and forth, and he said, and she said, well, I'll get them, and revenge bubbles out. Forgiveness, like Jesus, it just stops. It's just, is it, is it, it is a form of suffering. It is a form of taking on the wounds of Christ. Yeah, but it's not fair. I know. Look at Jesus. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> right. We got it. And Christianity says, my Savior, my Lord, my King, he took it all. And now my dream is, what he said in Luke 23, 34, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And we go, I'm going to forgive. And when you have Jesus, 
eyes fixed on him. He has forgiven, then forgiven people forgive. When you recognize how much you've been forgiven, yeah, but I was the worst, the chief among sinners. I have been, I am guilty. And so because I have been forgiven much, I have the capacity to forgive much. And I don't have to get into the ping pong game of forgiveness. It just stops here. I'm not going to take revenge. I'm going to choose to forgive. And it just stops. My prayer for each one of us is that we would grow as Christians that say, all right, I'm going to be a person that is really lives, chooses to try to live unoffendable. Now, I know when I say that, you go, yeah, but you don't know what I've experienced. That's true. Yeah, but David, you don't. Well, that's right. I don't know. Yeah, but the counselor that you confessed to, they don't know. That's right. You have been wronged. No doubt about it. For sure. Yeah, but it's so deep. And if, I know. Every single person, every one of us have been wronged, and it is not fair, and people to different levels, and it is not all equal. It is not all the same. But we all have the same Savior, and we get the opportunity to go, I'm going to let the pain stop here. Forgive. And I want to take a few steps this morning and help us just begin to process and say, how? How do I, how do I, I have that vision to forgive. How do I forgive? Paul said, he said, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. And here it is, be kind and compassionate to one another. And this is the hard part, forgiving each other just as in Christ. Just as it, just, yeah, just, just, dear God, no, just, yes, just. Just as in Christ, the picture of Jesus forgiving is the picture that we look at. And I know that we fall short and I know that it seems hard, but we, we have a picture and we go just as in Christ, God forgave me. And so the first thing I want you to do is I want you to identify the person you need to forgive. Forgiveness is always personal. Countless times I've sat across a table at Starbucks, sat with a 26-year-old young man who looks at me and says, I'm just mad at the church. Church wronged me. Here's the problem with that. That's a faceless entity. You can't be mad at a faceless entity. Somewhere deep there's the root and you're mad at somebody. It started with a person. Forgiveness is always personal. So maybe one, might be two, might be 10 but there is someone somewhere down deep. It's like, I can't say, I'm just, man, I'm just, I'm just mad at Wichita. I'm just mad, what? <laughs> yeah, I just, I just hate Wichita, all of them. Why? I just hate Wichita. Uh, someone, somewhere, something, some person, somebody beat you up in Wichita, S- something. I mean, so when you take it and you make it personal, it's the beginning process of really the healing process. Where? So it's not just, I'm just mad. I'm just, I'm just mad at that old group of people. I'm just mad. That, I'm mad at that. Just make it, let's just get down so that you can deal with the real people. So that you can start. Where's the or, or, origin? Where does it start? Where does it begin with? And then the hard part comes because then when we look at w- the way that Jesus talks, he talks about this. Pray for the person that actually hurts you. So first identify it and then pray for them. And this is hard. 
because we don't feel like we want to pray for them. If anything, we want to just pray Psalm 3. God crushed the teeth of that man. <laughs> I prayed a biblical prayer over that boy. So, pow! Mm, kill your enemies, God, and mine. Thank you. Bless you, Lord. All right. Slay the wicked. He was wicked, right? You'll find your Bible verse. All right, but the next step is to identify it and then to pray for them. I remember 2003, and we had a pastor come to our church on a Sunday night, and he preached a sermon on forgiveness, and I'm sitting on the front row thinking everything's great and fine, and, you know, 2003 is like cargo pants and flip-flops era, you know, and I'm just like, you know, I had more hair back then, and everything's cool, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm, I'm like not even, I'm just, I'm thinking, it's just like flying by me, like, I'm good, I'm, mad, I'm not mad at anybody, I got a good life, everything's great, and then just like a zinger, I just know two people, and I'm like, oh man, I got two people that I would rather wish they would be crushed. I'm like, I do, and these are, these are, I mean, it's not like two evil people. I mean, it's not like, I don't got, I don't have like some scar from my childhood where somebody did something horrible. I mean, this is, as an adult, just two pastors. I mean, these are like Christians that preach and stuff. Like, I got, I got two pastors that I hate, don't like, Christian word, don't care for. Don't pray for, bless, avoid. Melissa, how you doing? I mean, you know, like. And now all of a sudden I knew, oh no, I got, I, I got to deal with this. I got two real people. So I just, I just, I mean, no sense of feeling it, but every sense of knowing it. All right, put it in the prayer journal. Just add it to my routine. And I just, I had a routine and I just inserted praying for enemies. If you'd have, if, I hope no one, I hope those people never find my journal because I would just write it, pray for my enemies. And then I name them. <laughs> True story. I just pray for them. I pray for my enemies. And what I found was that over time, in the place of prayer, and you say that sounds dreamy, the reality is in the place of prayer, you can't pray for someone every day and continue to hate them. Because God does a supernatural work in your heart. Nope, not me, David. Yep, give it a try. Over time, I'm not saying in a moment, I'm not saying instantly, and I'm not belittling the past that you've been, the past or the fact that you've been wounded or the fact that you've been hurt. But over time, God begins to work supernaturally inside of your heart. And I remember 2005, two years later, we, were, we had a youth conference and one day I was, we went into the night session. The band began to sing and I just began to worship and all of a sudden I heard God say in my heart, it's done. And I thought, and here's what had happened that day. By chance, huh, or sovereignty, I had had a coffee with one of them and lunch with the other one, and we were high-fiving, and it was love fest with me and hanging, I mean, that sounds weird. It was, that was awkward, just <laughs> delete, coffee with one, lunch with one, and we were brothers. I mean, we were friends, and God, <laughs> and God had done that, I just killed that illustration there. <laughs> Boom, but here's, <laughs> here's the point. God had done, because here's what was, I mean, I felt like I had reason. I mean, like one of them, my first day, I showed up 
to work at the church. And man, I had dreamed about this my whole life. I'd, be, I'd, been one, I'd wanted to be a pastor my whole life. And I showed up and in my brain, first day, it's gonna be awesome, it's gonna be great, it's the big church. And you know what happens? The guy I worked for didn't want me. So here's what he did. He had me go work out with the interns. Ah! You'd think about that, be no big deal, except for that at this church, it's where you go run seven miles through Garden of the Gods. And then you take these big logs and you like have like, all, like 10 of us all lined up, a big puddle, mud puddle behind us. And you go down, you go, one, two, you do this for what seemed like years. I mean, for over, and, and what's going on in my head is I'm going down under muddy water, coming up again, first day working as a pastor. I'm like, shouldn't I be like leading a prayer meeting? Like, shouldn't I be studying for a sermon? Shouldn't I be like doing a small group? And here I'm, and inside I'm starting to be like, who's doing this to me? I'm telling you, starting to get angry, frustration, hurt. And my prayer for each one of us is that we would identify it and just begin the process of just praying, God, do a supernatural work inside of my heart. Identify, begin to pray. Jesus says it. Matthew 5, I tell you, love your enemies. And here it is. Pray for those who persecute you in time. Not immediate, in time, God works a supernatural miracle in your heart. Next one is this. Do good to those who hurt you. Like a step of goodness, like an act of something that you don't wanna do. So it's not just internal. Now, first you've identified, then it's internal, it's prayer. Now it's external, it's, in, it's affecting your behavior. And God gives you this idea and you're gonna take a physical step to actually do some form of good for that person. I mean, where you're actually saying, I'm going to show kindness to someone who has hurt me. I love the story that Corey Tenboom tells. Corey Tenboom, who in World War II, her and her family had hid Jews and kept them in their home and protecting them from the Nazis. And the Nazis then threw them into concentration camps and her father, her sister, and she, they all went to the concentration camp and both her father and her sister died there. And by a clerical error, she was set free. And so she then began to preach the gospel and preach in churches and talk about what God had done in her story and her life. And she would tell the story of abuse. She would tell stories about what took place in the concentration camp where she had been beaten, where she had been malnourished, where she had been whipped, where she had been imprisoned. And she just goes through all the sickness, all the pain. And she tells the story of preaching at a church or sharing at a church and telling her story at a church after, the, after she'd been set free after the war. And as she was sharing, she concluded, and a man walked forward that she recognized as one of the young guards who had hurt her badly one of the very specific prison, uh, prison guards who had hurt her. And here's what she said. She knew that she was supposed to forgive, but she could feel nothing but anger. And she looked to God and she said, God? So he walked up and he said, will you forgive me? And he held out his hand and she prayed, God, I can lift my hand 
if you can change my heart. And she said, as she lifted her hand, she experienced forgiveness. Here's why I tell you that. It's just a step. Lift your hand and you're asking it to forgive is supernatural. The way of the world is you hurt me, I hurt you. Tooth for tooth. That's how it is. It's, it's back and forth. The way of the kingdom is I absorb it. Peace. Pain stops here. And I personify kindness to someone who does not deserve it. My prayer for us, you'd identify, pray it, take a step and ask God, what's the step? How, how, can, how can I move forward in kindness? How can I move forward in a, an act of forgiveness? And I know, I know the temptation is to say, but David, it's not fair. We don't want to go the fair route. We don't want what's fair. The truth is, is that each of us deserve death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. We don't want to shoot for fair because truth be told, we got grace, we've got Jesus, and we, we're thankful for what he's given us. And I'm not saying that, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not belittling it. I'm not saying we pretend like it doesn't exist. I'm not saying we bury it. I'm saying it is real, it is, fa- it is hard, it is difficult. It is challenging. It's not fair. But you look to Jesus. The example who has forgiven you and looked on a cross and said, Father, forgive. And to the best that you can, you say, now God, on my own, there is no chance. On my own, there is no way. But by the power of God, power of the Holy Spirit, God at work inside of me, help me forgive. One of my favorite ministries, Every Home for Christ, takes the gospel house to house all over the world. One of the African senior directors is a guy named Edo, and I've spent time with Edo. Edo is in his 50s, and Edo, when he was a teenager, gave his life to Jesus. Because he gave his life to Jesus, his father, who was the tribal leader, decided not just to disown him, but tried to kill him. And so his own father, who told him to walk away from Christianity, not only disowned him, but then said, I'll I'll kill you, and tried to kill him. And Edo tells the story of God doing a supernatural miracle in Edo's heart to where he consistently went back and loved his father over and over and over again, and then ended up leading his father to Christ. Today, Edo has led tens of thousands of people to Jesus. Here's the point. Edo's got that father wound, but there was something supernatural that God can do. And, it's, and it is God. In your own strength, it's back to just taking revenge. It's back to being offended. It's back to the game of ping pong. But God, at work, inside of a human heart. God, like you, I want to forgive. And you start with, I identify the actual person, not the big theory, not just, I'm just mad. Because if it's just that, then you can just be mad. You can just feel justified to just live mad. And you don't have to actually walk the pathway of Christ-likeness. You get to just be the victim. And I'm just mad at the world. Or I'm just mad at Wichita. Or I'm just mad at the church. Identify it. Pray through it. Take an actual step. 
And then here's a big one. Jesus says this in Luke 6, bless those who curse you. This is where you actually, the way that you talk actually changes. So your thoughts have changed because you're praying for the person. Your actions have changed. And now even the way you talk changes, where you bless them, where you speak well of them. Now I know I grew up in church and I just thought, I never knew what bless meant. It's like, it's just a church word. Just bless you, bless us, bless us all, bless God. Did you sneeze? Bless us. I mean, it was just bless, bless. Here's what the word bless is. It means to speak well. So every time that you're in the conversation where you've got, you know the moment. It's in the car. It's, 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 the, it's the moment where the people are all gathered and the conversation comes up and you've got the opportunity where you kind of feel justified to just speak out against that person that hurt you and it's just bodily and there's just and there it is and you just let it go. Christianity is this. All right, now I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to speak well. I'm not saying speak false. I'm not saying pretend. But I am saying we try to do the Jesus way where we bless. And the way that we talk looks different because of the reality of forgiveness that's working in our heart. And then finally, my prayer for us is that we would be able to do that over and over and over and over and over again. Because the truth is, is that the moment that we as a church start to live this, like Marketplace, like Target, like on Metcalf Boulevard, <laughs> it's hard to live it. <laughs> you know, like as we start to personify this in our city, as we start to personify what it looks like to forgive or not show revenge, not to be the person that's just living with, this is a way that our city sees Jesus. And so what, what, imagine if, if we gather on Sunday, but then when we scatter, we live like people that are unoffended. You know, like, like Jesus talked this way. He said, even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I, I repent, you must forgive them. Our temptation is to go, I forgave once, forgave twice. The Jesus way is it's over and over and over again. It is it is the work of God inside of you. Have you ever met someone that you, they, just, they just don't get offended? Like Jesus has just done a work in their heart. Like I've, I've got, I, I, I mean, I, I know people that it's amazing. The most horrible thing will happen to them and they just, it's like Teflon. It just, it bounces off of them. And it's just, they, they're, they're filled with delight. They're filled with happiness that, and, and you just can't get them to be upset. And then another person who just the smallest thing, it's, it's rage and it's revenge and they got the look on their face. I'll get back. And, it's, and one person says something on Facebook, another person just kind of says, bless you, love you, great. And another person's like, -da -da -da! you know, and you feel the rage coming out. Right? What's the difference? It's what's going on on the inside. It's the work that's already taken place. Whoever forgives first is the happiest. For real. Jesus said it. Blessed are the peacemakers. That word blessed, it's the Greek word makarios. You could say happy. It's ha you bringing peace actually brings you happiness, delight. 
the person with no peace, revenge, bitter, mad. The person with peace, circumstances will be rough. Good days and bad. This ain't heaven yet. You get to be the person that dictates how you respond. You get to be the person that decides if you'll live with forgiveness or if that person who wronged you gets to destroy you. Where they wronged you and now you're upset. They're moving on and you're still mad. They're, they don't care about you. They're just doing their thing and you're just living with the rage. My prayer is, man, it'd just be Teflon and we'd experience forgiveness and we'd be a people that live out in our city, in Kansas City, filled with delight, filled with joy. And people look at you and go, huh. And it always starts small. I'm not, it's not like magical, like, you know, I'm not talking about like glowing. I'm just talking about like normal stuff where every, all the other employees are just mad and speaking negatively because they were wronged and you're just praying, speaking well, showing kindness. And in time, not immediate, in time, that always attracts, that always makes people go, like, what's with you? Like, what is it about you? And our prayer is that then people would walk into this place and you'd say, let me tell you about Jesus. And here they'd know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and then go be a light to the city with us. Amen? Amen. Let's stand together. I just want to invite you just for a moment. Let's just take a moment and take a step to forgive. Would you just identify someone in your own life? And I'm going to give you 10 seconds. And we just pray for that person. Ready, go. Who you need to forgive. Father, we know that the Jesus way, the Jesus life, the life of forgiveness is so much better. And so we ask that you would help us. God, on our own strength, we'll fall so short. And I just lift up my friends to you today. In this room this morning, there are people who have been significantly violated, abused, hurt, and I just pray that you would do a supernatural work. And God, as we move forward as a community, help us to forgive quickly. Help us to be unoffendable. Help us to literally be the people of God that look different. Actually have the look, the life, the excellency beauty of Christ all up in our veins, on our faces, in our actions, in our words. Jesus, we just say we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, 
My prayer is that there's people here today that maybe you want to decide to follow Jesus. You've been doing this thing your own way. Today you want to make the choice. And Jesus has forgiven me and he's given me eternal life if I'll just choose it. You want to get out of the back and forth ping pong rat race and make the choice. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to live forever with Christ. If that's you today, I just want to invite you just to pray this prayer and just repeat this. Just, just I'm not going to make you come forward or I'm not going to do anything like that. But I want you just where you're at, just to make this decision to follow Jesus. If everyone would just bow your heads and then just repeat this after me if you want to make this decision to follow Jesus today. Father, you, I, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for sending your son to die for me. I don't want to do this my way. I choose to follow you today. Save me from my sin. Come and heal me on the inside. I want to spend forever with you. I choose your way, not my way. Save me. I want to know you. Come be in me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give a big hand to everybody that prayed that. Can you do that, church? Yeah. core things our church is called to is to be a praying church. So I want to invite you just to just keep, keep doing that time alone with God each day. Maybe if you want to, jump in and read the scriptures with us. But our, 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 the dream is that we wouldn't kind of just do life alone and gather together on Sunday and high five a few people, that, but we'd be spending time with God and really know him every day. My prayer is that you would continue to encounter Jesus in the secret place where you know him each day. Let's take just a minute and we're gonna give together. We're gonna worship. As we sing this song, I wanna invite you. Picture Jesus, engage for just one more song. It's not about the rest of your day. It's just about him, all right? Let's worship together. Thanks again for listening. To learn more and to join our Radiant family, check us out on social media and online at radiantchurchkc.com.